Welcome to the Life Coach Baker podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo jumbo I'd heard so much about and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life now. I may be in my 20s. I may have the voice of a sassier Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. I wanted to do an entire episode about gift giving um, for two reasons. One, I've noticed among perfectionists, it can bleed not only into all areas of your life, but including the holiday season and feeling like you need to give the perfect gift that can be filled with so much pressure. It can be filled with so much anxiety, guilt, shame, all before this person even opens up a gift because we want to make sure it's checking all these insane boxes where to be honest, that can be really overwhelming. It can feel really like this impossible standard that you're holding yourself to (laughs) just like every other area of your life, but that's a different podcast. We're talking about gifts today. I wanted to do an entire episode about giving meaningful gifts, not only for just people in your life, but I wanted to do off of a framework and we've done this before, but the love languages. If you have not listened to the episode all about self-care for your love language, please go listen to it. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's an awesome episode. It's probably one of my highest rated and it's one of the ones that I get the most feedback on, but I wanted to do one very similar, but based off of gifts, how can you, I mean, I know that's one of the love languages, but bear with me. What can you give people based off their love language so that it's already taking some of that pressure off? It's already getting them feeling more like personal and stuff like that. And it also takes some of the pressure off you that it has to be quote, perfect. Um, I'll, I'll give an example. My sweet parents are two of my heroes. They're the greatest people in my life. I am so incredibly lucky to have them. And I do not, I do not say that lightly. I have so much gratitude for, for our relationship and their wise givings and their teachings, but they are some of the hardest people to shop for gifts for. And because maybe they don't know what they want or they, um, they're really bad about giving me ideas or it's too practical where it doesn't feel like it's from the heart. And a lot of the times growing up, my perfectionistic tendencies would come up to the point where I would just be like, get on my freaking sweater. I don't know. <laughs> like, and I wanted to make sure, especially as I got older, what does a meaningful gift look like? And I'm going to really toot my own horn here, guys. I'm an amazing gift giver. It's probably because my top love language is gifts or second love language, but it's, I'm, I'm really good at it because I've mastered looking at what 
things that they say, I pick out certain words. I keep a list like several months before. I don't think you need to be this crazy and do not hear that and feel like, oh my gosh, I'm already behind. That's why I wanted to do this episode because love languages are already, once you know their love language, it's already an element of understanding. And if you gear a gift towards that love language, it already adds a certain element of personalization, if you will. So I want to go through each of the love languages and just give certain ideas. I'm going to give some of these are kind of broad. Some of them are a little less broad, but just to get the creative juices flowing, I wanted to do this episode fairly early because this is a holiday season unlike any other. I think that's kind of one of those duh moments. And we're going to do an entire episode devoted to what this holiday season looks like and how we can still keep that warm and fuzzy Hugo feeling while still acknowledging that this is weird. This is different, but we're going to hold that for a moment and keep that for another episode. I, I wanted to speak directly into the, the, the gift giving element of the season, because if you're like me, you want to spend as little at Amazon or the big box stores as possible so that you can support small businesses. Um, I don't think you guys need me to tell you, but I'm going to tell you anyway, small businesses are really hurting. And if you can help them in any way that you humanly possibly can, and I'm not saying go out of your means, please be, you know, your, you know, your funds, you know, your time, you know, your resources best, but if you are able to, to support those small businesses right now, it is so easy. It is so lovely. And they're just, it's such a high personal touch. I'll tell you right now, and we're gonna, you're going to probably notice this as I go through each love language. I get mostly every single one of my gifts off Etsy. I don't really buy them off of Amazon. I don't really buy them off of um, like Walmart or stuff like that. I really, I really focus on Etsy because a, I love the personal touch. I love getting to message with the creator back and forth to make something that's really personal. And B, I know that it's helping someone I can see. It's helping someone I can, I can connect with. I can see one-on-one or, I mean, I don't see them, but like really know their voice, know their, know what's going on and stuff like that. And it's, that always just like adds such an element of personal touch where it makes gift giving almost more fun rather than click by two days later, it shows up. You smelling when I'm stepping in. I understand that maybe as time gets later, those, those small businesses gets overwhelmed, which is an awesome quality problem, but they can get overwhelmed. And then it's like, oh my gosh, well now my gift is going to be delivered past Thanksgiving or excuse me, past Christmas or past the holidays, past Kwanzaa Hanukkah. um, And I can't do it now. So that's why I wanted to do this episode a little bit earlier so that we not only we're able to get the juice flowing, if you're, if you're like me, you've probably already started things. If you're not like me, that's totally fine. I'm a crazy type A person. And I start my Christmas shopping, like the first week of November. <laughs> um, and that's to say that I am early. I want to really stress you guys are not behind. I really want, I, I hate hearing people say like, oh my gosh, well, I started this so early and I'm amazing. And it's like, no, like, you're just a different person than I am. And I want to make that really clear that if you have not started, that's okay. That's what this episode's for. This episode is to get the gears going. So um, without further ado, I think let's go ahead and dive into the five different love languages and what are some ways that you can gear certain um, 
gifts towards those, those people in your life. So I'm going to speak a lot about, uh, people in your immediate circle. For example, maybe partners or family, uh, parents, siblings, so on and so forth. I'm going to speak a lot into those types of relationships because those are odds are the um, love languages that you might, if not already know, have a very good guess at. So before we dive into these gift ideas, I want to go over the five love languages just to do a little refresher. One is words of affirmation. These are people who love hearing, hey, I love you. Hey, you look beautiful today. Um, when you do this, it makes me feel so loved. Like really communicative people, letting them know out loud what is something that you adore about them. Number two is touch. Now, I, touch gets such a bad rep and I so fell into this for a while um, where I thought that touch was only like, bow, bow. I haven't really tried. <laughs> Sexy time is what I, my horrible singing was getting at. I got a music degree. It's no big deal, but it's not, it's not that at all. It's literally just like sitting at dinner and had them touching your knee just to let you know that they're thinking of you. And, um, whenever they're feeling sad or needing support, just even just a hug, a big hug is huge. And, um, as someone who is now in a very serious relationship with someone who is high, high, high touch love language, it, it really is so many different elements. It's not it's not just sex. It's nothing like that. It's, um, it's really just like cuddling and hugging each other, holding each other, even just like having like that little touch on the elbow when, um, like you're just passing by them. Like that stuff is so, it means so much. Cause it's the, the, even just the thought of I'm thinking of you, Hey, I love you. Hey, I see you. I acknowledge you so on and so forth. Quality time. Quality time is really straightforward. It is spending time with each other. However, it is not spending passive time with each other, like hanging out, watching uh, the season of Great British Baking Show that you've watched 15,000 times. It's not sitting there with that person having that kind of conversation and by or having that kind of experience and you guys are both on your phones. That's not quality time. Quality time is going on a date night and talking to each other. We're going to talk about that in a second with um, gift ideas, but really making sure that you make the most out of that time, that you have that time to really connect, zone in on each other and have nothing else really in the world distracting you. I'll go even as far as a, a non-romantic relationship. Both of my parents, their um, top love language is quality time. And I sometimes we'll like just, you know, passively be on my phone or something like that. Like while we're doing, I don't know, like while we're like hanging out, watching TV, whenever I'm over stuff like that. And it, it really makes me realize, okay, wait, I'm not really fully being present with them. So we'll, instead of having dinner, watching TV, we'll like go outside and we'll sit and around the table and have conversation and really talk and listen and acknowledge each other's present and be in the present moment. That is really the important part of quality time. Gifts is next. Gifts along with touch, I think also gets a bad rep. People think that gifts are just like materialistic, like, oh, okay, just get her a Chanel bag and she'll be fine. It's not that binary. It's not like that. It's 
like, sure. Some people get like the diamond necklaces and that's like, oh my God, this is my moment to know how much you love me. It has this amazing weight to it, meaning behind it. Or sometimes it's just a small little gift. Maybe it's a book or a, um, uh, like, I don't know, a little tiny box. I don't know. I'm just making shit up now, but just something really small that shows them, Hey, I passed by this and it reminded me of you. And I thought that you would really love and appreciate it. That's the meaning behind gifts. Gifts is not just like how much money did you spend on me? It can really mean how, like, did you see this and think of me? That can be really, really, really important and very gratifying. And then last but not least is acts of service. Acts service in my, uh, cause that's my number one. Um, this is how I view it is <laughs> there is nothing sexier. And I, I kid you not, there is nothing more beautiful, romantic, sexy, inspiring, and just like gets me, uh, fawning than my partner taking out the trash. <laughs> Because to me, that is my least favorite chore. I hate doing it. Yes, it makes me sound a little bit like a princess, but I really hate doing it. I hate getting dirty. I hate the smell. I hate having to clean the lid after because I'm type A and stuff like that. I just don't like it. But my partner loves that. That is his favorite chore to do. And so when he like does it with a smile and walks out the door, gives me a kiss on the cheek before he takes the trash out to the back is like the most amazing experience to just look at my partner and say, wow, that one, that one, he takes the trash out for me. That's love, bitch. <laughs> like <laughs> that, that type of experience. So those are the five love languages, words of affirmation, touch, quality time, gifts, and acts of service. Now let's dive into some gifts behind this, not gifts for the gifts people, but gifts behind every single, single love language. Cause you can really personalize these. I'm going to give some that are very broad. I'm going to give some that are a little bit more tangible because you guys know I love tactics. I love the tangibility, but I really, I want to reiterate the purpose behind this episode is to relieve some of that pressure off of you to get the perfect gift for your people. That does not exist. I'm going to go ahead and just say, I have given some amazing gifts. None are perfect. None are going to be perfect. But if you just give up a little bit of a personalized touch, it's going to take so much of that weight off. Now, I'm not dissing the practical gifts. Some of my favorite gifts I get are the practical ones. Like I need hiking boots and that just happens to be on my gift list. I don't know, something like that. But <laughs> I live in Chicago. Like who am I needing hiking boots? Um, but like, Sometimes the practical gifts make a lot of sense. So I'm not dissing those and I'm not saying go against those. I'm just saying if you are wanting to get something personal and then it is overwhelmingly stressful because you put an insane amount of pressure on yourself to get the perfect gift, <clears throat> that is what this is for. This is just to alleviate some of the pressure. This is just to get the gears going to make it so that it's a little bit easier for you to find something that they would love. Cool? Cool. Okay, let's dive in. So words of affirmation, the, I'm going to say obvious, but it's not a cop-out answer to this one is a letter. Um, my partner and I just recently shared our third year anniversary, which is 
insane to me. We've known each other coming up on nine years, however. Um, so it feels much longer that we've actually been together, but, um, we just had our third year official anniversary and, um, we decided not to do any gifts for each other. We decided just to do letters and his letter is one of my most cherished, cherished possessions now. Um, cause it was so from the heart, it was talking about this year and what we've been through and what we've gained, what we've lost what we struggled with and then how we came out of it so much stronger. And it was, I'm like tearing up even thinking about it. It was so beautiful. Um, so don't ever go against the power of a letter. I think a letter can be something so incredibly important, especially to someone who loves words of affirmation. But if you are not wanting to go the letter route and you want to go something physical, a good idea is to get something that would otherwise be just kind of something background but that has a little personalized note on it. This is where Etsy comes in. I'm going to plug Etsy so hard this round. Um, I'm not sponsored by them. I freaking wish I was. That would be like a dream come true. But Etsy, uh, you can go on there and get like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to share. A, so my dad's second love language is words of affirmation. And I got him this little pen holder that said, um, you're almost at retirement. Be grateful. Like something like that, where I can't remember the exact one. He was a little bit more clever than that, but um, just something that would normally be background on his desk for his last year of working, but then had a little note of just like, Hey, reminder that like, this is, this is something to cherish. This is something to really absorb and, and be in the present of. And like, I love you. And I'm so proud of you for about to, you're about to hit this big accomplishment. So that was a really great gift. And he still talks about it to this day. And I'm small hair toss over that, but, um, something like that. Or if you have a loved one, um, I know at one point I got, um, oh gosh, one of my, one of my favorite gifts I've ever received. And I'm not words of affirmation, but this was a really, really sweet gift was, um, a cookbook of something of recipes and the style of eating that I love doing, which is paleo. And I think I've talked about that quite a bit on the pa on the podcast. Um, just something that works for me. I don't push it. It's just something that I know works really well for my body. But um, I, I received this cookbook and it was so lovely. I was so excited. It's probably my most used cookbook right now, but um, it had a lovely two page note at the beginning of it, just stating how much my partner loved me and how much he admired me for taking on this big challenge of really taking my health under control. And that was, that is again, probably one of my most cherished gifts to this day, because it was just so thoughtful because not only was it, I'm going to put this under the category of gifts as along with words of affirmation. Um, but just having that letter at the beginning was so meaningful and so lovely. So having something that would normally be just a standard thing, but with a little blurb, it doesn't need to be two pages. It can be a sentence, just having something that is written out for them to have that word, the words be customizable, if that makes sense. Um, touch, or actually, I'm going to go back to words for a second. A great way, I'm going to try to do a tangible exercise to figure out a good gift for your person. A good way to think about this is answering this question. What is something they normally, or what is something they currently don't have that's mundane that I can make meaningful? What is something I can turn from mundane into meaningful? That's a nice and easy question to answer 
that you can then manipulate it to be really personal. Then touch. So touch, um, for those of you watching YouTube, I'm actually recording this live. I'm wearing a really fuzzy sweater right now. And it is lovely. It is soft. It is like pretty and white and my hair is all curled. So I look beautiful if you're watching on YouTube, but um, <laughs> guys, I got to love on myself. It's true. It's part of who I am. And it's part of why I want you guys to feel this too. Um, but having this something really, really soft and really just that feels good on my skin really feels warm, fuzzy, good. So if it's even just like a sweater, but that just feels good, focus on how things feel feel for these, for the people who are touch love language in your life. Um, another one that I was even talking to Brett about in prep for this podcast, what Brett's my partner, um, we were talking about what would be some good things. And he was like, even just like a weighted blanket, like something that physically like weighs you and just like has that comfort level that almost feels like a big hug from a blanket. Like <laughs> having that option was was lovely. So even doing something as tangible as a weighted blanket, I know in the past for touch love language, I would always think like, okay, like massage or aromatherapy or uh, not aroma. Um, what is it? Acupuncture, like something that physically makes your muscles relax and makes your body feel better. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm recording this right now on November 18th cases because we're in 2020 cases of coronavirus are insanely high. So the last thing I want to do is have a stranger touch me. Um, so I was thinking, I was like, okay, well maybe instead, um, I would recommend this for a partner. I don't know if I'd recommend this for a family member, but giving them like massage oil or giving them something that would feel really good. And it also has that promise of, Hey, I'm going to be the one that's going to touch you. Like, <laughs> doing something that has that caveat. So it's like brown, brown cow. Um, but that's also a really good idea. And it's just, it's just that little extra element of like, Hey, I'm going to be there supporting you with my fingers. <laughs> Moving on. Um, all right. Quality time. Oh, sorry. The, uh, let's do an action step with touch. I would just see based off of this person, do they wear a lot of fuzzy things? Do they have any like weighted blankets? Do they have things that make them feel, and I mean, feel by the really tangible sense of the word, do they have things that make them feel good, loved, supported, etc.? So answering that question can even just kind of steer you in a direction, whether it's a blanket, whether it's a um, a, a sexy time activity, like, God, I swear. I sound like I'm five. Whether it's something for sex, like <laughs> that can be a really good gift for a partner. I guarantee you, they're never going to be sad about that. Um, quality time. This one is experiences galore. Now I understand this one might be really hard this year. I know, um, a lot of, couples and even families and people who get together for these this time of year do something that is always an experience they they give gifts of experiences and I recognize that is going to be really hard this year because um I don't know why I always think of skydiving as the first experience it's just something I want to do in my life but um it's hard to go skydiving right now. You would be strapped to another human being. Like your back would literally have another human being breathing on top of you. I don't even think that exists right now. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't looked into skydiving much since March, but, um, but so that, that might be kind of hard. However, 
this is a really great opportunity to get hella creative. Um, I'll give an example. Just recently, uh, Brett and I all, I'm giving a lot of Brett examples. He, he's getting shouted out a lot on this podcast. He's, he's an amazing human. I want him to be shouted out a lot, but so him and I recently were doing a Oktoberfest. We always go to Oktoberfest in Chicago every year. Um, it's nothing like the one in actual Germany. I wish it was, but, um, we go, we have like these little tasting glasses. They're like little tiny beer glasses every year. They're about four ounces and you get like 20 tickets and you can try a different bunch of different types of beer. We make it through maybe half of our tickets because we are lightweights and we only have half a cider like a week. (laughs) So, um, it's definitely, it's our opportunity to just kind of relax, let loose. And it's just, it's a huge part of our, September experience, which is always so funny. That's called Oktoberfest, but it happens in September. I'm sure there's a reason behind that. I'm sorry. I didn't research it before doing this episode, but we, if you want to tell me what it is, please, please send me a DM on Instagram and show me my ways. But we always will, um, go to this Oktoberfest and this year, obviously it super didn't happen. It's like a hundred plus people in a basement of a church. Like there's no way that that's going to happen. And so, um, this year we decided to get our own brats, to get our own, like really nice mustards, to get some sauerkraut, which I personally hate, but we got it anyway. And like pretzels and like all this kind of stuff. And then we got a bunch of different types of, um, beer and ciders and stuff like that, that we can just like open up and stop. Like if like, we didn't want to have the whole thing, we could stop it. And, um, we put on like German polka music in the background and just like sat on our couch and just dated. Like we just like tried a bunch of different types of cider. We ate, um, we sat there and we planned out our future Oktoberfest that we want to host. Like it was a moment of my life. I want to remember forever. It was just such an awesome date night and so fun. So why I'm bringing this up now is if you have the means, the creative nature, which I guarantee you do, having a, even just a gift card, it doesn't even have to be a gift card, like to something actually real, like go on Canva and just design something like here is a certificate, if you will, for one Oktoberfest night. And so then it's like, you get the, the beer and stuff like that. You get everything and it just like spread out and just like have that date night, have that really quality time. Another thing um, I saw recently on Instagram that I thought was so cute was recreating your first date night as like as a COVID edition. So it's like, I think they had like little pallets on the ground. Um, and it was, it was just adorable. It was so cute. And just like having that idea of like, Oh, like giving them a certificate of this is a, this is one date night, a surprise date night that I'm going to plan that you have to do nothing for, but you just use this whenever you want. And it's just like having that little um, coupon almost, it feels like just for a really meaningful experience that you can do from the safety of your own home that you could do from the safety of getting takeout or something like that, just to make it COVID friendly, because we do live in 2020. Although some people have forgotten. Um, I hope you guys are being safe, please be safe. But just having that experience in a capacity that you're able to is so meaningful and so lovely. So 
If this episode's resonating with you, you might be a great fit for my one-on-one coaching program. I help perfectionists get clear on what it is they really want, set goals that will help them get there, and actually follow through and achieve them. If you'd like more information about my program, email me at hello at lifecoachbaker.com to set up your free discovery call. Now, back to the episode. Thinking of ideas, like what is something you would want to recreate or even what's a tradition that you have that maybe won't be able to happen this year that you can recreate for them. And then making a little certificate, like I said, Canva. I think I, I think I talk about Canva more so than any other app. It's totally free if you don't have the pro version. Um, although if you're a creative or a service, I highly recommend having the pro version. It's the best money I spend every month, but having having that like design tool is insanely easy and it's lovely. So highly recommend. Um, second to last gifts, gifts. I feel like are kind of the, like, Oh, duh. Like anything I get them is going to be awesome. And sure. I think there's definitely some weight to that. However, I want to even suggest just saying like, what are, what is a list of things they're interested in? This is actually, I'm not going to even give an example. I'm just going to go straight into the, um, activity, excuse me, the activity for this. And it's just, um, writing out a list of, uh, my, we're going to say this is for your, uh, sister, let's say, uh, my sister is interested in, and then write a list of every single thing you can possibly think of. And then start think, like, thinking of things that maybe they have got really gotten really interested in this past year. This year is really unique. And a lot of people have explored hobbies or events or, or not events um, or experiences, excuse me, um, that they normally wouldn't have because they were busy because life and we've really slowed down this year. And so maybe what is something that they've explored this year that you can get them a little tool for? Um, For example, like if my sister, this is not real, but if my sister was really into knitting right now, I'd be like, okay, like what's maybe like a yarn subscription or something like that, that she, (laughs) if that doesn't exist, will someone please create it? Cause I know at least five people who I'd get that subscription for, but Um, like what's a yarn subscription that I can give her so that she always has different types of yarn coming in that she can make new things with like something so silly like that, but that is so meaningful. And that's such an awesome gift that they would use anyway, but that is just so much more meaningful because you thought of that and you gave it to them. So writing a list, what are they interested in and getting something based off of that? Um, the last but not least, this is my personal favorite because I do this for myself and I do this for other acts of service people in my life, but what can you delegate for them? That's really the big question for acts of service. What is something that you can delegate for them? So for people who maybe are super busy and cooking is just the last thing on their mind, can you do a subscription to HelloFresh, Blue Apron, something that is so easy that just totally takes that off their mind. They don't have to think about it. They don't have to worry about grocery shopping. They don't have to worry about spending two, three hours on dinner like crazy people. That's me. I actually, I love cooking. I love cooking so much, but I understand that that's not something everyone loves. So something like that. My coach has just recently been talking about a laundry service. She hates doing laundry. So having people wash and fold would just surprisingly 
a lot less expensive than I thought it would be. I'm not saying like, oh, look at me. I'm like, meh, meh. I'm just saying, if you hate do, doing laundry, do instead of wasting your time, if you have the means, like let that off your plate so that you can spend that time doing something else anyway. But a laundry service for someone who hates doing laundry, who is always like a super nuisance to them. Um, my personal favorite for acts of service is especially this year, um, doing a clothing box. Like I have fallen in love with stitch fix this year. Um, I wish I was sponsored by them. God damn, that would be so nice. But, um, <laughs> I would use that so hard, but, um, having a stitch fix, like gift card or having like a few boxes paid for so on and so forth, like not like the clothes in the box, but like the, the amount of money that it takes to ship the box. Um, like having that as a gift option is a great idea for access service people, especially people who don't either feel comfortable shopping right now, which is 100% me or people who really want to redo their closet, but they don't have the freaking time or they don't want to spend their time going and trying a bunch of different stores that feels like a waste of time to them. Can you tell this is something I've experienced? Um, I'll use this as an example. Like last year, around this time last year, I was really unhappy with my wardrobe. I was really up-leveling as a coach, as a businesswoman, and I wanted my wardrobe to reflect that. I wanted it to reflect that I was in a whole new elevated sense of self versus the, um, I mean, I'll even call it out the broke waitress that I was dressing as, and I was so over it. And I finally was like, okay, screw it. I'm going to have a personal shopper. I'm going to have someone shop for me. I don't want to spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars at a, like that, like Nordstrom to do that. I wish I could, I someday will, but um, to have someone do that stuff for me based off of an algorithm in a way that's not insanely expensive. It was definitely a little out of my comfort zone, but it wasn't insanely expensive. And I viewed it as an investment. I started doing stitch fix and I fell in love with it. So if someone, if you have someone in your life who is like, who I'm describing right now, highly recommend doing stitch fix or thread up is also an awesome thing, especially for um, people who are really about eco-friendly right now. It is all thrift store. It's super great. Um, and there's some awesome stuff on there. So highly recommend doing something like that. But what is something that you can literally take off their plate, even just for a month? Like, like I said, doing, um, oh, what was it called? The, uh, laundry service. I wish I knew the exact name of it. Sorry about it guys. But um, doing a laundry service, something like that, that is just so easy, quote unquote, but just like takes that weight and that pressure off of them. So delegate, what can you delegate for them? What can you take off their plate if they are really busy or even if they're not, what is something that you can take off their plate that just is such a second thought to them, you know? Um, that's a really, 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 really good way to get someone who is access service, a very meaningful and self-care gift because they're going to use that time doing something that is precious normally or something that is rejuvenating rejuvenating is precious by the way um it doesn't have to be working on a new project it can literally just be like taking a bath <laughs> and resting so those are my ideas if you guys have more ideas if i sparked some creativity um please let me know i would love to hear what you guys are thinking i've already done my christmas shopping so i won't like steal off of you guys even though 
that that's silly. Um, but I just, just know that I want to hear what you guys are also creating and doing on the side because I want to know. So, um, before we wrap up, let's do some quick segments, which is first of all, how I got in my own way this week. Um, I always, I, I want to really take a step back and reflect on why I ask this question every week. I want you guys to know that I'm not perfect. I want you guys to experience firsthand every single week that myself and the people that I interview, we are not perfect. I think there's this weird stigma in the personal development world where you look at these people who are coaches and speakers in the industry and they're like, oh my God, they're never sad. They're never upset. And they, they just like poop flowers and rainbows and unicorns. And I'm just like, I'm a shitty person for waking up feeling anxiety today. No, I think it's definitely turning. A lot of people are talking about it a little bit more, but I want you to know that while I've done so much work on myself and while I would say that I am at a whole different elevated level of life than I was, God, especially two years ago, even two months ago, um, because I'm constantly working on myself, because I'm doing this hard work, it does not mean that it's a one-way ticket to happy guru pants all the time. So I do this every week so you guys know that I am not perfect so that you give yourself freaking permission to not be perfect too. Just wanted to step back and say that for a second. So this year, this year, um, <laughs> This week, I really allowed myself to feel the weight of what was going on, meaning cases were rising, pasta was clearing out at the grocery store again, and it was almost like I was in another episode of The Twilight Zone. Yes, another, because it's 2020, and I feel like I'm living in a freaking season of The Twilight Zone, but it, it felt like, oh my God, we've been here before. March was so hard. March was scary. And I was just like, oh my God, are we going back to that? And yes, the answer is it feels like it for sure. Um, hopefully with more insight and definitely with a lot more information. However, it still feels like that. And I really let myself feel the weight of this year. I think one of my wonderful and definitely detrimental at time qualities is to Whenever I'm on the ground, I pick myself back up. I'm, I've, I've learned resilient as my first language, almost it feels like, which is awesome. And I love it. And it made um, failing and learning how to live with failing as a gift and an experience that you're going to experience constantly, um, really digestible and really enjoy, enjoying, actually enjoy, enjoyment, enjoy make it easier to enjoy, whatever. Um, I swear English is my first language. There's times when I feel like it's not, but, um, but also it means that sometimes when I, I'm, when really hard things are happening and last week on the episode, we, on the podcast, we talked to Krista Parker, who was saying we are collectively going through a global trauma right now and allowing yourself to really feel the weight of that at times is normal. It's healthy. And it's just like, you got to really give yourself some freaking credit that what we're going through right now is insane. The fact that we are still here is a miracle. I'm going to say it. Like the fact that I am breathing and above ground, I'm going to feel so much gratitude for because that's not a guarantee. And I feel like this year has really experienced and shown us that, but I really let myself, myself feel the weight of the sadness, the loneliness, the 
um, disappointment, the mourning of what this year has brought. And I'm really, I'm, I, this got in my own way because then that's the topic of what I'm talking about because for a moment, and by moment, I mean probably about a day, <laughs> I let myself feel really guilty and shameful for feeling sad and for feeling really down. And I let myself feel guilty for it. Like, oh God, this is like, this is not what you teach. Like, how can you possibly feel sad? And it just, like, it really just weighed me down. And I was like, okay, no, 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 no. I am human. I'm a human going through this really hard season. Like every other human going through this really hard season, I cannot put, and I'm going to underline this for you guys. I told myself, and I think I actually said it to myself out loud in the mirror. I cannot put an unrealistic expectation on myself, meaning I cannot light myself on fire to keep other people warm. I cannot light myself on fire to keep other people warm. And so I decided to allow myself to feel the flames and feel them die down and really just let myself feel the weight of what was going on. And it felt almost cathartic. It felt healing. So I really, if you are someone who's trying to push through, who is really not letting yourself feel, and I, I'm not even saying feel the weight, like you have to feel sad. I don't think you have to feel anything right now, but I'm saying allow yourself to give your own brain, your own hustle, your own work, your own persistence some freaking credit this year because it has been really hard to keep going. And there have been moments where I have felt like, what's the point? What's the point? But I kept going because this is my mission. This is what I care about. And this is my purpose and my passion beyond any means. And I decided to let myself feel okay with giving myself some freaking credit. And I want you guys to do that too. Long story short, um, last but not least, before we wrap today's episode up is small goal worth celebrating. I cannot believe I'm even sharing this. <laughs> In fact, I can't share all of it, which is such a tease. And I'm sorry. I wish I freaking could, but a huge goal of mine, a huge thing that I've been manifesting recently is I want to do more speaking and I want to do more stuff like, like this, but with actual people that I can see listening, <laughs> I love doing the podcast, but also hearing your guys' feedback is my, is my jam. And it's so much fun. And it's what I live off of. It's what I thrive off of. And so I've been wanting to do a lot more live speaking recently. And I I've been putting it out into the world and I've been meditating and envisioning it every single morning. And, um, just recently a, a, a major, a, a major thing happened and it's going to result in some of that happening. And I can't, I, I can't even believe my life is real. <laughs> like, um, but it's, it's, I, I wish again, I wish I could say more. It sounds like such a tease and such a jerk moment, but, um, I will tell you as soon as I can, but I'm just very, very excited. So, um, last but not least, please, please, please. If you have not rated and reviewed the podcast, I would love to hear even just like a five-star rating helps so much. And those comments, those little reviews, they help so much getting the podcast up on the charts so that more people can hear this information. And like I said to you guys, every single episode in the intro, I want to make sure you walk away from these podcasts, not only 
learning something new, but having a tangible action step. That's why I wanted to make sure with each and every single of the love languages, you had something to act off of. You had something to go forward with. And that is my mission as a coach. And there's a lot of fluff content out there. And I really want this stuff, this stuff that's tangible and actionable to get heard beyond the noise. So please, 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 if you haven't rate and review the podcast, it's so, so, so helpful. Um, and I just adore the sticking crap out of the people who have already done it. Thank you so much. Your words just mean the freaking world to me. Maybe words of affirmation is a little higher than I thought it was on my list, but it just means so freaking much to me. So I appreciate that so much. You guys, I love you. I adore you. I hope you have an amazing week and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Life Coach Baker podcast. Now, don't forget to go and get your free five-day mindset makeover by going to lifecoachbaker.com or by clicking the link in the show notes. Until then, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.